Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that was very short in the end. I'm Kelly Anakin. And I'm Tom Schneider. We are properly married. I'm sorry to have to tell you this, ma'am, but the house is on fire. Well, we've got this podcast to record, so grab the Vermeer and strap in. <laughs> so this is day six. That's right. Day six of the 12 days of Downton. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see. We're doing From Time to Time. Yes. Written and directed by Julian Fellows mm-hmm. and starring basically Everybody. everyone from Downton Abbey ever. <laughs> like, more even than we realized. Yeah, we had forgotten. I had forgotten basically everyone but Maggie Smith was in this. <laughs> and that Julian Fellows wrote and directed it. Right, so that right. was delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. Uh, six ghosts a-ghosting. And we also realized we've gone about this all wrong. Right, because we forgot that the things of thinging doesn't start until six. Yeah, but, but you know what? Uh, it's our show. That's right. So, six, six ghosts of ghosting, ghosting, five pointless things, four browns of bearing, three witches witching, two, two dummies, dummies dumbing, and, and a govern being make G. Oh, we were doing so well before. I know. We did it better yesterday, but that's okay. We've still got plenty of time. <sighs> Life goes on. <laughs> I suppose it does. Um, possibly even into death, mm-hmm. as we are about to learn. Well, it's not so much that life goes on after death. It's more that you keep reliving the same things over and over or something. Yeah, there's uh, some... There's I some mean, metaphysical questions as to be raised here. <laughs> right. I mean, I think as with any story involving both ghosts and time travel, there's going to be, uh, you know, some questions left unanswered. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into the recap. All right. Let's do it. Uh, so we open. It's December 1944, and there's this railway station. Some boy hanging out there by himself. Uh, he is greeted... Pretty standard, <laughs> really. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> For 1944. <laughs> like, I just imagine that every, like, every railway station in rural England is like, oh, another boy sitting by himself, probably going off to, you know, a ghost house or a <laughs> secret garden or something. <laughs> Anyway, he's greeted by uh, Timothy Spall. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Is what I would say if I were that boy. Yeah. Uh, Especially once you learn his name is Boggins. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, Timothy Spall, he's got a real Boggins look about him. I thought it was Boggis. Oh, maybe it was Boggis. I think it's Boggis. Fair enough. Which is not any better. Yeah, it comes out, it works out the same if you do the math. Uh, We learn that the son, whose name is Tolly. I'm going to call him Tollhouse Cookie. Okay. I wrote his name down as Tom several times, thinking that that's what they were saying. But ah, no. no they were Tolly. saying Tolly. Uh, we learned that his dad is missing in action in the war. Uh, and he is, you know, says he's not dead. Nobody said he's dead. And Timothy Spall is like, we're all pretty sure he's dead. Yeah. But, you know, what are you going to say? Uh, they drive along. Timothy Spall asks after his mother, who is all right but busy, and so I guess packed him off to, uh, as we will learn, his grandmother's house, because she is, I guess, just, you know, can't handle having him there while she's worried about her husband, I guess is the idea. It's never made clear what his mother does. Yeah. Like, if she's got a job, or, like, what is happening, or if she's a nurse or something. Mm-hmm. So, look... We know Julian Fellows pretty well, uh, and he was never one to let a backstory or logic get in the way of a time-traveling ghost story. <laughs> that is right. 
So he gets there. Maggie Smith greets him. Uh, soldiers are packing up and leaving. They've apparently been using the house for war business. Uh, we meet Mrs. Tweedy, the housekeeper. Uh, he hangs out in a room with some standard-issue creepy old toys. <laughs> Which, I'm like, did people really still keep these around? Like... I don't know, man. I just feel like the landed, you know, they're not nobility though, because Maggie Smith's character is Mrs. Old, though. Yeah. Um, that's true. So, I mean, but you know, the landed gentry. Yeah. At least. Yeah. 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 Apparently his dad used to talk about this house, uh, a lot, but Tully has not been there since he was just a wee scrap, according to Mrs. Tweedy. Oh, so. Mrs. Tweedy. <laughs> I feel like. If you're named Tweety, or you get married to someone and their name is Tweety, that just like, you know, a PM shows up at your house and is like, good day, mom, you're a housekeeper now. <laughs> or the day she's born, she's promised. <laughs> the way they used to do with the clergy. Yeah. Like, better teach her how to make biscuits. <laughs> Here's a key ring. She'll be needing this. <laughs> It'll be good for teething at first. <laughs> I like how there was like 17 people in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was an important birth. Whenever there's a new Tweety, everybody <laughs> gathers around. <laughs> Tom sits with Maggie Smith by the fire. You mean Toll House Cookie? Yeah. AKA Tolly? Yeah. See, boy. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, you better get it together, Schneider. <laughs> Toll House. He's the entire movie. He is. He's in basically every scene. Yeah. So he sits with Maggie Smith, who is very catty about Manchester and his mother. Manchester, England, England. Right. Across the Atlantic Sea. A city that impresses Maggie Smith. And I'm a not genius, in the genius. I believe in God. What? Just let me know when the podcast is starting again. No, no. It's just me singing from hair from here on out, you jerk. Yeah. You're the one who wrote Tom a bunch of times, you narcissist. (laughs) It sounds very much like Tom, and we don't have any subtitles. I also thought that Sefton was named Seth. (laughs) Wow, I could have told you any number of those things. Well, I eventually figured it out. I mean, granted, Sefton is a really stupid name <laughs> it, for even a dog. <laughs> That's right. Apologies to any Seftons who are listening. <laughs> you hear that old Seft? They apologized. <laughs> yeah, but it's not enough. <laughs> Glad you told me. I'd already turned the podcast off in disgust. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still named Sefton. <laughs> Gotta live with that for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, Seffy. Yes, Maggie Smith apparently once wrote in a letter that Tollhouse's mother was not fit to sweep the leaves of the drive at their house. Which, uh, bad move, Yeah, Maggie Smith. Yeah. Uh, so Tollhouse, understandably upset by that. Uh, but in any case, it also comes up that uh, Maggie Smith may need to sell the house, uh, plot line with which we are all familiar. Boy, Julian Fellows just couldn't get enough of that. Like, yeah. and this is a year before Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. So, like... He was like, what if I did it again? <laughs> he said, oops, I did it again. <laughs> I'm Baron Fellows. <laughs> oops, I did it again twice. <laughs> because there are elements of this plot that are very similar to Gosford Park. <laughs> he kept trying to get ghost jewels worked into Down Abbey, but he just couldn't make it happen. <laughs> what if Mr. Pamuk <laughs> were wandering the house? I don't know why he just turned into a completely different accent. <laughs> Well, this is several years later. <laughs> what if Mr. Pamuk were wandering the house and he had a 
jolly great bag of jewels. Turkish jewels. <laughs> From Turkey. <laughs> but then, once they opened it, it turned into Turkish delight. <laughs> Yikes. Who let Baron Julian drink some cough syrup again? <laughs> it was he, Bonneville. <laughs> Thank you, Sibby. There's a lot happening right now, everyone. There's a lot going I'm on. I'm sorry. It's, uh, it's been a long week. We also are, it's also established in this scene that there used to be a new wing on the house that was built by a one Mariah, a uh, saucy and uh, foreign countess that nearly brought the family to ruin. Yeah, this entire movie is driven by Toll House just asking nagging questions of everybody yeah, at all Yeah, it's times. plot by Socratic method. <laughs> yeah. So Tully finds a bricked up door that apparently used to lead to that wing. Uh, he also finds old jewel boxes, which used to have a bunch of jewels in them, but we learned they were stolen. So, okay. Bummer. Yeah. Maggie Smith gives Toll House his dad's old teddy bear, uh, and they talk about the generation after Mariah, who were Sefton and Susan, uh, and apparently Sefton was very spoiled, and... Tolly asks, was Susan spoiled too? And Maggie Smith says, no, it would have been hard to spoil her. And he says, why? And she's like, well, good night. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's not like this is a secret she yes. was trying to keep. We've promised a 90 minute run. <laughs> and they're going to get it by God. <laughs> like, it's just such a complete. And it happens several times. Just not because they want to keep a secret, just because they want to end the scene on a cliffhanger. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is surprising because this entire thing is pretty low stakes. Yeah. Like, even the house-losing plot barely factors in. Yeah. And to be clear, because we, we didn't really say this at the beginning as we usually do, we like this movie. Oh, yeah. We do really like this yeah, movie. It's, it's, it's good. It's, it's very... It it's is, no Paddington. It's no Paddington. But, I mean, it is, it's very, like, like you say, like low stakes and like sort of calm, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Uh, but we liked it. We liked it a lot. Yeah. No, we saw it first, like, last year. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's more fun the first time. Yeah. I mean, like, the second time, you're like, well, I know everything that happened. Right. So, naturally. Even though we forgot. <laughs> we were like, hmm. It, it all seemed like it turned out all right in the end. <laughs> right. Maggie Smith talks to Tweety about Tolly's mom and education, both of which she thinks were subpar. Uh, then, Tollhouse, he wakes up. And sees the ghost of Susan, who is then led away by a servant in period-appropriate clothing that cannot see Tolly. It's Perkins, her governess. Well, there you go. So he runs downstairs to report this to Maggie Smith, who is not particularly impressed. (laughs) No, because he's like, do you believe in ghosts? And she's like, of course, don't you? And I do like that there's a refreshing kind of, like, lack of mystery about this movie. Like, everybody's pretty matter-of-fact about these ghosts and like this family yeah and that's so much better than everybody being like it's a terrible secret (laughs) right you know it's only a mystery insofar as like nobody seems to care (laughs) yeah he's like i'm seeing these ghosts and they're like put your shirt back on (laughs) it's cold they do complain about his clothing so Tollhouse asks T-Spall about the old wing, uh, and then he decides to climb an oak tree, uh, find something in a knot hole, then goes 
uh, and asks about Sefton and learns uh, that the family had an evil butler. (laughs) (laughs) His name is Caxton. He is played by Dominic West. And his entire inner monologue is evil. (laughs) It's basically if Hecubus was cast, Hecubus from Kids in the Hall. Right. Uh, was cast as an evil butler. Yeah. And told to be nothing but just evil. Yeah. And he always is. Yes. And also in a horrible wig. Yeah. yeah like that Dominic West's wig is shockingly bad. Yeah. Cause like everything else looks pretty good. Like the period detailing isn't bad. It's mm-hmm. just that wig. Yeah. It's like it got flushed down the toilet and they were like, we're literally out of money. <laughs> right. Uh, so we meet. Uh, Mariah's husband, who is played by Hugh Bonneville. I don't, I forget what his name was. It was Captain. It was Captain. Thomas. Okay. I think. Yeah. Captain Thomas. Uh, old Noel or whatever. Old Noel. Old, old, old no. Old no. Yeah. That yeah. is hard to deal with. Yeah, it is. It's also, it's weird. Like, like that's hard to deal with. The name of this movie is hard to remember. Like even when from ju- time to time, we thought it was time after time, and yeah. I was like Malcolm McDowell, <laughs> Maggie Smith esque in his own right, but still. <laughs> uh, we learned that Susan is blind, uh, so we're seeing the captain arriving home from a journey, uh, and yeah. So some of this is flashback, and some of this is like Toll House wandering into their time, right? Uh, and there, it's really not handled consistently yeah this like is sometimes true. we see things and we're like how are we seeing this right and then so and then later on maggie smith starts voicing o- voiceovering over mm-hmm. the flashbacks and we're like what yeah but you know it, it works out all right i mean really a, a good half at least of the movie winds up taking place in the 1780s or uh-huh. whatever rather than the present day uh yeah so captain's gotten home he sees that uh susan his daughter has had a tether this whole time to keep her from wandering off and getting into trouble because she's blind. He is not amused. Uh, he gets, he has brought gifts. He has brought Sefton some spurs, but Sefton has already gotten a better pair of spurs from his godfather, which there seems to be kind of a sketchy situation going on there. Which is never explained. I mean, it felt like the idea was suspicion of an affair between Mariah and this godfather. Yeah, agreed. But it just never really no. gotten into. Yeah. Uh, Susan's present, however, is uh, a boy, a black boy her age named Jacob. Uh, and yeah, he's there to be her, uh, you know, eyes and her companion, he says. And he throws the tether, tether to a servant and says to burn it. Back in the present day, they're uh, trimming the tree. They come across the captain's Bible and see things about apparently Jacob was entered as if he had been the captain's own son mm. in the family Bible. Okay, so Mariah, who is uh, played by... Melisandra from yeah. uh, Game of Thrones, right. Carice Van Houten. Yes. Uh, she asks where this Jacob come from, came from. He was apparently a runaway slave and stowaway on the captain's ship. Mariah is upset by this uh, because, you know, how will it look? Because he's dot, 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 not English. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Yeah. Uh, meaning that he's black. But uh, the captain is very insistent and, you know, very anti-slavery and that sort of thing. So he's he says it's it's decided he's staying, but the evil butler's like, don't worry, I'll run this kid out of here. They admire the tree, which looks nice. It's very big. 
Uh, then Tollhouse starts pestering T-Spall about the fire and also asks if he has a wife, which is like... Timothy Spall's like, look at my face! No! <laughs> I'm sorry, T-Spall. I know you're married in real life and you have a very attractive real-life son. Yeah. And he apparently has a wife in this movie as well, but it's just... Yeah, all we ever see is rabbits. Yeah. Rabbits, 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 rabbits. And every time he talks about her, it's like weird. It's like, are you just making up that you have a wife? Like, he might be. There's definitely some dangling plot threads that never get resolved here. Yeah. You never really notice until you podcast it. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole wide world of just uncritical content <laughs> consumption that we no longer exist in. <laughs> Other people are just like, Game of Thrones is cool. <laughs> Tollhouse pesters Tweety this time about ghosts in general, but she is not so superstitious and says to let the dead bury their dead. Oh, quit being so wise, housekeeper. <laughs> She's a Tweety Kelly. <laughs> she can't. Yeah. No, I do like, he just like keeps asking all these questions from the housekeeper. It's like Rebecca, but for kids. <laughs> so if your kid's been pestering you to watch Rebecca, but you think it's too intense, let him watch this story. Susan uh, comes through a hallway and this time sees Toll House. Uh, however, Jacob, who is with her, does not. Then Sefton comes in, and they're trying to hide Jacob in a closet, but he figures it out, or Evil Butler does. But I'm like, which, you know, which cupboard? What day is this? <laughs> What's going on? Right. So Sefton drags Jacob away, uh, despite uh, the protests of past Bogus, who is an unshaven Alan Leach. Oh, goody. He yeah. also has very long hair. He does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, relatively. I don't know why I said, oh, goody, so sarcastically. <laughs> yeah. He's fine. I know. <laughs> doesn't have much to do in this movie he's like noble or whatever yeah like he is you know he's the good servant so sefton has decided that he wants to make jacob climb up the chimney because he claims to have shot a pheasant that fell into it and he's also just a big old jerk Mm -hmm. so jacob does then sefton orders another servant to light the fire in the chimney because that'll speed him up and people are like uh but the servant lights the fire Jacob successfully makes it up and gets into some attic uh, and then sees through a hole in the ceiling, he sees the spurs. So he creeps down into the fireplace in that room, takes it. Uh, meanwhile, Sefton has suddenly had second thoughts about burning this child that his father is fond of. <laughs> so he has... And shout out to the gaping maid in the background. Of this <laughs> she really, man, she earned her whatever she made that day. Yeah. So... He has past Bogus put out the fire. Jacob then goes to Susan's room, and she's like, oh, I've got an idea. So we see Susan bringing Mariah in to Sefton, and Mariah's like, what are you doing? Because she's, you know, she's unlikable in many ways, but she's not just, like, evil like yeah. Sefton. Uh, she's like, this is insane. What would you say to your father? And he's like, uh. Then Jacob comes down out of the chimney with a chicken. Hey! a chicken everybody laughs at sefton <coughs> so they all head on their way and sefton tells evil butler that he hates that jacob and it's like we it's been established and like there's no particular re- like it just he said well he says it's because it's like his father like likes jacob more than him there's literally but... nothing in the text to support this <laughs> at this point like you're a jerk to your dad maybe quit being a jerk to your dad mm-hmm. and he'll like you more mm-hmm 
God, fictional children, your lives would be so much easier if you'd only listen to us. Yeah. Also, I don't think that spur ever comes up again that Jacob well, the, took. Right? And I guess the idea was that he put it in the tree where Toll House found it in the future. Oh, okay. That's what that was. Okay, yeah. He found the spur. Okay. And, yeah. Anyway, okay. Well, but right, we don't then. ever like see him take it there, I don't think. Like we right. know that or see Seth and, uh, and be like, oh! He and Susan like hang out in that tree a bunch. Right, but. right. In the local, the local Rippin, whatever it is, uh, <laughs> Maggie Smith. Compl- the local <laughs> Maggie Smith is complaining about rationing. Uh, says that she is glad that Tollhouse came to stay with her, uh, and says the death isn't the important thing. Uh, the important thing is being loved. Uh, and they discuss the fact that neither of them, who both now see ghosts, have seen his dad. So yeah. that is maybe he is alive. Uh, they get back to the kitchen, Tweety is there, and so are some dead rabbits that Tease Paul apparently just insists on bringing, whether they tell him to or not. Yeah, it's really weird. He's, he's a weird dude. Tully pesters Tease Paul about uh, a new place. This is the Tower Garden, because it has a tower in it that was... Uh, Real to- <laughs> original old nose. Right. Uh, that apparently used to have, like bath or was like kind of a bath house mm-hmm. back in the day uh and came in handy for reasons which we will soon see <laughs> thanks tom for setting that up so expertly <laughs> that's how hey that's how baron fellows set it up i know i was complimenting you for being faithful <laughs> to his telling thank you maggie smith complains about some brand of ketchup that she doesn't like uh and then Says to Tweety that, yes, she's done the sums. They're definitely going to have to sell the place. Like, that house is not that great. <laughs> Half of it burned down. Right. Uh, you get used to it. Seems like an awful lot of house for, like, two to four people. Well, and the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. What what happens to the ghosts when they sell? Did the ghosts have to move out? <laughs> yeah, I would think so. I mean, they can, like, talk about it with them. they be like, by the way, guys, we have to move. Um, you can come with us if you want. I think we'll head to London. There's a lot of ghosts there these days. Yeah, you can maybe make some new friends from different centuries. It'll be fun. I was trying to think what the ghost neighborhood would be called, you know, apart from Ghost Town. But I didn't come up with anything. (laughs) Thanks for keeping us up to date. Little Afterlife? (laughs) (laughs) Little Heaven. Okay, yeah. Eh, Little Purgatory? Little Limbo? Mm, I like Little Afterlife the best, so let's go with that. (laughs) All right. (laughs) <laughs> get your real estate agent on the phone <gasps> ghosts <laughs> <laughs> yeah we don't believe in ghosts by the way right. in case anybody was wondering about us yeah this is all ludicrous yeah that is our official position Tollhouse sees susan and jacob jacob can now see him at this point and they inform him that past bogus is in trouble he's <gasps> been past bogus yeah He's been uh, caught poaching and is going to be uh, impressed into the Navy. Yes. And I think this is why present Bogus keeps killing those rabbits. Although it was never explained how present Bogus came back to this estate anyway. Oh, well, he says there's always been a Bogus at this place. All right. Well, great. So Um, there's that. Anyway, okay, yeah. we'll deal with that later. <laughs> we will. I'm just saying, but because his ancestor was almost, you know, enslaved for poaching, right? He's like, I'm a poach every day. <laughs> That's right. Even though it's all strictly legal now. Yes. But, like, don't take it out of the rabbits, dude. 
rabbits, 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 <laughs> rabbits, rabbits, rabbits. So Tollhouse agrees to go off and try to bring Sucker to past Bogus, uh, who is hiding in the tower. Uh, as he goes through the kitchen, one of the kitchen maids can see him, and it's the homely liberal. <gasps> She's now a homely maid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she, like, agrees to help him out because she has a thing for past Bogus. Uh, so, like, he's starting to get some food. One of the other maids sees some of the food floating in the air. And Homely Liberal's like, oh, I was just throwing this pie up and down. <laughs> <laughs> like you do. Like you do. So he takes it off under his clothes. That apparently works. Uh, to the tower, past Boggins can see Toll House and his magic torch that he has. Uh, and he says... He's very pleased to hear that the homely kitchen maid asked after him. So mm-hmm. uh, things are looking good for those two. Great. I think they're going to make it. <laughs> Turns out, and so, oh yeah, and so then past Bogus asks to keep the magic torch because it's dark in that abandoned tower. And Tollhouse is like, okay, but you know, the, once the battery wears out, you can never replace it. Haha. <laughs> uh, turns out they still have that flashlight in their family. It's the magic light and the mystery has been part of their lore for years. And Megan Smith's like, oh, well, that, yeah, really, we should have figured that out long ago. <laughs> um, so family lore. Let's talk about this for a minute because my family, we've always had to work like two and three jobs. Mm-hmm. So I don't know anything <laughs> about any generations that did not coexist with me. Like I know yeah. a little bit about some of the people my dad grew up with, but we don't talk about anybody from the 1780s. No. Like that's just not, we don't know. Right. Why would we know that? Yeah. Clearly the people in the 1780s didn't think it was worth knowing or they would have <laughs> like told somebody. <laughs> <laughs> just like the idea of having a mythology around your family i find completely foreign yeah well i mean i think you know in this case literally foreign yeah so yeah it's a, it's a my family's even dutch what sure. just like old you know mariah <laughs> that's right but you know you're american now they they do things differently across the pond kelly so hugh bonneville uh, has come back and is chewing out Sefton for attempting to burn that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, understandably so. Uh, he then tells the evil butler that he is fired. And everybody's like, whoa, what? Uh, Mariah's particularly upset because she's got a big party that she's been planning coming up. And, you know, she needs a butler for that. And uh, Hugh Bonneville's like, no, I'm, I'm not kidding. He's got to go. And he's just very insistent. Uh, we then see Susan and Jacob up in the oak tree, as discussed, and Jacob tells Susan that she could be an explorer and sail the seven seas, and Susan's like, gosh, I guess anything's possible if you want it enough. And I'm like, oh, it's the 1780s, and you're a small blind girl and a young black boy. Like, yeah. I don't feel great about your chances. I, I honestly I don't, don't feel great about your chances today in 2015 (laughs) like we haven't come that far yeah but you know let them enjoy it for now i suppose so hugh bonneville and mariah are sniping at each other about you know events and everything like that and hugh bonneville's like you know we really should not have gotten married in retrospect you know we thought we could make it work but this is terrible (laughs) and they're like yeah and this is super chilled out actually because they're both like man man 
Sure wish we hadn't gotten married, but we literally can't do anything about it. It's the 1780s. Yeah. Really the only one who's thriving in the 1780s is Sefton. Yeah. Um, so that's not even like a point in his favor. No, no. Uh, but then he sees Susan Jacob up in the oak tree and Mariah's like, yeah, see, now that she's not on that tether, she's all over the place. But Hugh Bonneville is delighted mm-hmm. and cries tears of joy as he embraces his daughter. He's like, what say we get rid of your mother and Sefton? <laughs> I like how Julian Fellows has like made it his mission at this point to just keep casting Hugh Bonneville as these like anachronistically benevolent <laughs> old landowners. Yeah, yeah. Maggie Smith, however, announces that Hugh Bonneville was suddenly called away uh, before the evil butler had been completely fired. Uh, so he just kind of hung around. He was only mostly fired. That's right. Uh, then Mariah and evil butler walk by. Yeah, and I feel like at this point, because Maggie Smith has just laid out a pretty good-looking pudding uh, for Toll House, mm-hmm. and I feel like he's like, uh, I just wanted to eat my darn pudding. Yeah. Like, can I have a life, Can we pause ghost? the 1780s for a second? They all like, already happened. They all already happened. <laughs> this is fine. So the party is happening, uh, attended by all the local uh nobility including the toffs the toffs yeah including clarkson and uh lady flincher uh-huh no that's lady shackleton oh, sorry that's what i'm yeah lady shackleton i knew what you meant yeah because i have watched a lot of down <laughs> indeed mariah summons susan to join them and specifically summons or you know specifically like anti-summons jacob <laughs> <laughs> If you know what I mean. <laughs> Sadly, yes. Uh, so Susan is kind of introduced, but she trips over somebody's leg and falls. So Jacob comes running. I like how Mariah is like, no, send her in without Jacob. She's definitely not going to run into anything or right. embarrass me yeah. when like, I take away her entire support system, mm-hmm. her literal physical support system. Yeah. Uh so now they all know about Jacob. Uh, opinions on him differ, mm-hmm. uh, and on children in general. And Maggie Smith voices over that. Well, and Lady Shackleton is extremely like Jesus loved children, right. and everyone else is like. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know she was going to be here. <sighs> She's such a holy roller. <laughs> uh, so yeah, everybody was patronizing mariah to her face at this party that she'd worked so hard for so whatever uh but even again it's like couldn't she have tried not being a jerk all the time she clearly couldn't have i don't know i just feel like she could have tried harder i know but but it's what you know again as far as she's concerned well, because that was the fight she had with hugh bonneville's like what am i supposed to do go like hang out with the vicar and like not tapestries and like yes yeah, that's the what job did description. You think marrying this rando was gonna be in the 1780s. Yeah. Like, what do you think you're gonna be a CEO? What? Yeah. No, but she just, she, she's always the victim. Mm-hmm. You know, constantly unfair things are happening to her in her mind. Boy, get ready. Yeah. It's about to be a doozy. Yeah, because a maid goes to get the jewels that she would like to wear that evening and gasp. All the jewels are gone. Literally all of them. Yeah. They should have perhaps locked them up. I think they, I think were they, they were locked, locked up. up. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think I saw a key being used to open okay. that, that. That's fine. Then. Yeah. All right. They did everything they could. Yeah. 
Um, because as Tollhouse immediately realizes, surely it was Evil Butler that stole them. You mean Caxton? Yes, I do mean Caxton, but I prefer Evil Butler. I just like the name Caxton. It's not a bad name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a dog, a great name for a dog, Caxton. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It would be. So if any of you are getting a puppy for Christmas, you're welcome. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. And then, yeah. So th- at this point, we're spending like five seconds in the present and then psh, back into the past again. Yeah. Really, very little Maggie Smith in this movie, honestly. Yeah. But a lot of literally everyone else from Downton Abbey. Yeah. So. No, it works out fine. Uh, so Maggie Smith does some more voiceover about the party. The guests are all discussing the theft. And then Evil Butler comes in and says that I'm sorry to have to tell you this, madam, but the house is on fire. And boy, it sure is. Well, because Dr. Clarkson, like, she doesn't say anything. Right. She, she doesn't just go, screams. hey, the house is on fire. Or she she doesn't scream. She says, what? And she doesn't go, the roof, <laughs> the roof, the roof is on fire. Or some other part of the house. I haven't asked for details yet. So they all hear, like, a rumbling so Dr. Clarkson gets up to open a door and Caxton is like, don't do that. <laughs> Without adding, it's on fire over there. Yeah. But anyway, he opens it and it backdrafts. Mm-hmm. The guests understandably freak out. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, chaos. People running around, orders being given, uh, chain, uh, you know, bucket chain attempting to be organized. Uh, and Tollhouse who is present, wakes up Jacob, which nobody else had thought to do. Uh, And it turns out that Susan is in danger. Nobody has gotten her out of her room. They're getting all the paintings out. Yeah, except the Vermeer, (laughs) which is driving Mariah nuts. She's not doing anything. No. All the guests seem to know what to try to, like, save from the house. Right. Clarkson is, like, organizing things and giving orders, and she's just saying, why isn't anybody doing anything? As everybody else does things. So Jacob runs in because he has a plan for how to rescue her. Uh, so he goes up the chimney the way he went before, through the burning attic, and rescues Susan just in time. Like, just as they climb up her chimney, her room goes yeah, completely Yeah, in mega up. backdrops. And they have really great fire effects. In yeah, this, they do. That's, that's done really well. This whole scene, like, as a, mm-hmm. you know, tense action scene involving fire is surprisingly well done. Yeah. Loath as we are to praise anything <laughs> Julian Fellows has done. Yes. Uh, so Jacob comes out with Susan and is congratulated by everybody. And they begin to sing for He's a Jolly Good Fellow. And it begins to rain. And everybody's like, ha, 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 ha. That solves all our problems. Which I guess it did. Uh, we learned that the evil butler was never seen again. Somebody saw him in the chaos with a bag. But they don't know. Maybe he got the jewels and got away. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, and that Mariah was always at least kind to Jacob after that, which, yeah, we'll take it. It's an improvement. And, I mean, without that evil butler around, you got to feel like things have improved in general. Yeah. You know, like yeah. around the house. You would think. No word on Sefton <laughs> and what became of him. Yeah. There's sort of this odd non sequitur where it's like, oh, why is your name Mrs. Old No Granny? And it's because she was the second cousin of her husband. Oh, okay. And it's like, really... Of all the dangling loose ends in this, yeah, that was that's really... not the one I need. I <laughs> gave it literally no thought. Yeah, I completely even missed that he said that. Yeah, it was it was just sort of like okay. I was like that house just burned down. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that seems more crucial. I uh, see Tweety listening to the radio. She says the war is going well. Tollhouse is like, oh, so my dad will be coming home, right? And Tweety's like, oh, look sure. at the time. Yeah, why not? Yeah, here's some toast. <laughs> 
Tollhouse asks T-Spall if he ever takes holidays. The answer again is very weird. With my wife and my rabbits. <laughs> it's, yeah, very weird and unnecessarily obtuse, but that's just the bogus way, I guess. Present bogus, past bogus seem to have his wits about him. No, you're right. A bicycler bicycles up with a telegram. <gasps> like, aha! <laughs> so this is where it started. His Julian Fellow's love affair with bicycling. <laughs> well, and telegrams. And telegrams, you're right. And starting scenes with that. Yeah, so there's a telegram for Maggie Smith. T-Spall is describing what all the chimneys are to Toll House, conveniently enough, as it turns out. The book this is based on is called, like, The Chimneys of whatever the name of the estate is, which for some reason I cannot remember. I think it was Old No. Okay. I think. Well, then it's The Chimneys of Old No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Maggie Smith says that the telegram just says that his mother... I think it's actually no green. Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah, I remember green being in there. Yeah, now that does sound right. Okay. Um, but anyway, the telegram was just from his mother saying, I'm coming tomorrow, stop. No further information. So they're like, eee. It's fine! Yeah. Is what they both tricked themselves into thinking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tweedy gives... Toll House, a replacement for the torch that uh, he lost in the past. Uh, we see Marion and Sefton who go to visit a group of gypsies. Um, the And the gypsy lays out a bunch of tarot for Mariah and says that what she must do is embroider a picture of her house. Uh, wait, with human hair. Wait, with specifically the human hair of everyone who was at that house that night. That is a weird thing to do. But at the same time, like mariah who's the one who came to the gypsy mm-hmm. like you come to a gypsy you better expect some weird advice yeah like because she's like oh well couldn't my maid do it and the gypsy's like do you not understand how magic works <laughs> and she's like well that's just weird and she's like yeah yeah it's a gypsy like spell <laughs> thing i'm telling you to do it wasn't going to be normal yeah like to you <laughs> right we just you know we embroider things out of hair all the time <laughs> just for fun not even to find stuff out uh but what's even crazier than all this is that maggie smith says that she successfully completed this task (laughs) even even including the evil butler because the evil butler had given a lock of his hair to some maid well but see i don't believe that because toll house is like oh he gave it to mariah because maggie smith is like he gave a lock of his hair to someone he was keen on he's like Mm. oh mariah because there was clearly a thing going on there Mm. like it's not yeah yeah dealt with in any uh detail but it seems very like you know right it's a little bit too much no but i'm like didn't they say bogus disappeared did they okay i could be wrong because i feel like at some point they said they thought bogus was the one who like took off with the jewels or something because they never saw him again either mm-hmm. i don't know i could be wrong okay because bogus is seen in a flashback later being like hey evil butler don't go upstairs you'll get backdrafted <laughs> right right but it's not anyway i don't know yeah i'm not sure if so i missed it but that's certainly possible but of course we know is that they did not use the hair from the future 
Toll House cookie that was there because see, we know it was there. He woke up Jacob. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But it's like the embroidery was supposed to give him a clue and I never quite figured out what the clues were. Oh, wait. It's something but about the chimneys that Timothy Spall was telling him about and then and another thing about a chimney in the embroidery. Well, the one chimney, I think what it is is that where the jewels wind up being is the chimney that was made out of the evil butler's hair. Okay. Like she points out specifically where the evil butler's hair was and it's this one chimney and I think that's... That's it. Okay. I guess. I don't know. Did anyone understand this movie? <laughs> if so, we want to hear your story. Because <laughs> clearly you don't need to to enjoy it. It works out well enough. A Maggie Smith also promises that she will be nice to Tollhouse's mom and tells him that if he ever has any children to never quarrel with them because it's a bummer. And he's like, that's why I'm, I'm too young to start worrying about that. But. <laughs> So yeah, Tollhouse is up in his bed at night and starts remembering things about chimneys and says like, aha. So he goes to the fireplace. He sees, uh, he sees Susan, uh, once he climbs up there and the evil butler who cannot see him because he's dead. Uh, Susan explains the whole thing. It's like, yeah, it was him. This, this brick right here is the one you're looking for. Uh, you, you, you've got it all. And so he, he pulls it out. He finds the, he finds it all. He finds not just the jewels, but a bunch of like silver that the butler had also stolen and the whole thing. He runs down and he shows Maggie Smith and they're delighted. Uh, Maggie Smith immediately puts on all the jewels. Yeah. And he doesn't get to put on any. Yeah. And I'm like, that's no fun. If only one person gets to try on the jewels. That's true. Like, I know gender wasn't as fluid back then, but, like, come on. Yeah. Like, surely there's something, you know. Give him a brooch or something. Yeah, something androgynous. Like, like nobody else is around. Yeah. Uh, so they'll keep the house. Hooray, I guess. Yeah. Uh, sad news. Tollhouse figures out that since he was seeing the ghosts of Susan and Jacob at that age, that must mean they died at about that age. And that is true uh, of unknown disease. Yeah. Something Maggie Smith says probably that could have been cured with a pill in a week. Yeah. In the 1940s. Yeah. Well, I was reading just some other random history book that was like, you know, when talking about a, a person dying that says it's possible to know what they died of back then. Everything was either a chill or a fever. So, <laughs> man. Yeah. But yeah. So Tollhouse looks at their sort of memorials in the family chapel or whatever that would be. A mausoleum. Yeah. Oh, it would have been a mausoleum. Okay. I watched Phantom of the Opera. I didn't. I just listened to it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but fortunately, they're still alive forever as ghosts. So fortunately, I don't know. Right? Um, yeah. Very unclear how they all feel about this. <laughs> so they they challenge Tollhouse to a race. Uh, but when they get there, his mom has arrived. She is crying. Okay. Yes. Let's deal with that in a minute. But first, we have to deal with the fact that the Susan and uh, Jacob see the car and they're like, what's that and i'm like you have been a ghost for centuries and yeah. you never saw a car come on not even maggie smith owns a car <laughs> it is on the premises yeah that's an excellent point unless it's like a doctor who situation and like they never know when they're gonna show up oh uh, yeah yeah hard to say what it's they're like they're probably talking to a bunch of your other ancestors that's so. true yeah yeah hard to say what it's like as a ghost but <laughs> Are any of our cousins ghosts? <laughs> if so, we definitely want to hear your story so yeah. we can debunk it. <laughs> That's right. Go back to Little Heaven. <laughs> little Afterlife. Right. Yes. So the mom has arrived. She is crying. So it doesn't seem like it's good news. Uh, and so she heads in with Maggie Smith. Then Tollhouse sees his dad's ghost getting out of the car. And his dad's like, it'll be all right, son. 
Uh, Maggie Smith also sees him and is like, well, let's all go in together for Christmas. And they do. Which is kind of a weird way to end it. A little bit. Okay, so... I don't know. Like, how do you live with a ghost? Yeah. Like, I can see you living with a ghost that you didn't know. But living with a ghost that you did know, I feel like, would be really complicated. Yeah, it would be... Yeah, and it's not clear. Like, because if it's like... If it had just been that... And I mean, you know... I feel like the intent was meant to come across the same way as if you just see it for a minute and then he just like, you know, shimmers off into nothingness. Mm -hmm. And I feel like... I feel like the idea is that this is like a one-time thing. I didn't get that impression at all. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, the whole movie has been about these ghosts that are just there all the time. Yeah, that's true. And the only thing that I found like unbelievable in the scope of this world is that those ghosts didn't seem particularly able to control their comings and going yeah. necessarily. Mm-hmm, that's true. And he was just like, well, yeah, here I am, even though I died in Germany. Yeah. Uh, somehow I've gotten back here. Yeah. So, so yeah, a little bit weird, but you yeah, know. but enjoyable, enjoyable, it's a fun story. absolutely. Good period details, lots of Downton Abbey people. Yeah, yeah, we liked it. And we give it three stars. Yeah, and it's you know I think we found it's it's not as rewatchable. It's definitely the first time yeah, you see it is going to be the great, best. But yeah, but yeah, we we liked it. All right, well that does it for from time to time. That's right. We've made we're now at the halfway yes, mark. We are. So we'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Yep. And until next time, up, up yours, yours downstairs. downstairs. Luncheon out.